0: Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hi and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm Marie Stella, your host from Melbourne, Australia. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. We're all human and sometimes pure altruism just isn't enough to get us wanting to do charitable work. But from improving empathy to honing new skills, today we're going to uncover why giving back isn't just good for others, But it's also the best thing that you can do for yourself. And leading us in this discussion is Karen Knight, who has been providing volunteer engagement advice, mentoring, and training for social impact organizations for over 25 years. Hi, Karen. It's lovely having you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Marie. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Um, So I'm curious to know, in your line of work, what's the most common challenge you've witnessed among your clients? Probably the, the, the challenge that they come
1: to me with tends to be we don't have enough volunteers. They're trying to make this big impact in the world And you need volunteers to be able
0: to do that. And they're saying, we just don't have enough. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a great introduction to our topic for today. But before we get further in detail, we'd like to get to know you better. This is Have You Met Karen Knights? So what do you like to do in your spare time? Well,
1: as I think you can see behind me, I I read a lot. (laughs) I read an awful lot. Um that it is my it's how I learn it is how I entertain myself it's it's just it's
0: my comfort that's it's, great it's- because my next my next question was going to be um what is a favorite book of yours oh that's hard
1: i have different favorite books depending on on my mood on on how i'm feeling in a particular day oh yeah totally fair Uh, yeah i have i have over two thousand books in my in my paper library i don't know how many i have on on Mm -hmm. my devices but my god um some of my favorites i love um out of africa the Mm -hmm. the book out of africa is is amazing it has so many um word pictures in it Mm -hmm. that it just draws me right in and the story is wonderful. Uh, but yeah, I there's I, I could sit here and name off dozens. <laughs> so what's the story about? Uh, out of Africa? Yeah. It's a story about a woman. It's a non-fiction. It's a, a travel log, I guess, mm-hmm. of a woman who moved from Denmark to Africa and had a coffee farm and she raised coffee and all the the challenges that she had both with her business with other um pe- Europeans in in the country and in, in this was in in Kenya then near nairobi and yeah just it, it, it isn't so much a, a a continuous story as just a whole bunch of little stories of, of things that happened to her it's, it's just delightful and so well written
0: it sounds really nice and i do enjoy books where it's like short little stories here and there because it's it also makes it a bit more digestible i find um i don't know if anyone else has this issue but i tend to get distracted like halfway through a book or something and i just want to get to the end and i always skip to the end so short stories sounds right up my alley um are there any films that you enjoy? Probably my favorite film. I don't. I'm
1: not a. I not ai do not watch films all that often, but I tend to lean toward the comedies. Mm. And probably my favorite one is Monty Python's Quest for the Holy Grail. Oh,
0: I've never. I've, I've my, never watched it. Uh, what is it, it about? You, oh, for it's you, not, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a very very goofy thing it it was a cult film for for quite a while i don't know if it's still considered one but it's the quest for the holy grail like king arthur's quest for the holy grail but in the goofiest manner that you could (laughs) possibly imagine oh that sounds really fun actually and it's just it's some of it is just plain silly mm-hmm. and um some of it you realize how funny it is later. <laughs> After you think yeah. about it for a while, it's it, it, it's it's delightful. Um, another one I like is The Princess Bride, which is another it's a similar It's another type. one that
0: I haven't watched, but I've heard of. So uh yeah, maybe I just haven't watched enough films. <laughs> Or just not the weird ones that I watch. One of the two. Maybe. maybe. Um, Do you listen to any podcasts? I
1: listen to um, industry podcasts in, in the social impact sector. So one of my favorites is Rod Jackson's Advancing the Profession. That's probably my favorite podcast.
0: What do you like about it?
1: Rob is... Number one, he he's been in the industry for years in the in the volunteer area of, of the of the social impact sector. Been in it for decades, and he has so much knowledge, and he has connections everywhere. So he brings in guests who really knows things. So when I I always learn when I listen to him. That's sounds- just insights
0: and ideas. That sounds really informative, and uh, I think I might want to check it out. I do love podcasts that give you this bunch of information that you wouldn't otherwise get anywhere else or you take a lot more time trying to dig up. Um, it's really a value add, I find. Um, thank you so much for answering my questions, and now we'll move on to the interview section. Um, my first question is, how would you define personal development any way that you can help yourself
1: grow is personal development and it can be in any aspect of your life if you can teach yourself to floss every day <laughs> floss your teeth every day that's personal development <laughs> if you can teach yourself a new language that's personal development if you can any way you can improve yourself Whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, any way where you can put um, time and effort into making yourself a better person, that's
0: self-development. And it's, it's vital. That's a great answer. And in your experience, what are some of the main challenges that one would face in pursuit of personal growth? I can tell you the one
1: I hear the most, and that is, I don't have the time. And yet it's funny when you actually talk to somebody about where they spend their time. It tends to be things like, oh, binge watching on Netflix or or this, or hang, just hanging out with friends. These are things, I mean, hanging out with friends is important and I, and I don't discount that in any, any way. But you can hang out with friends and all learn together. Mm-hmm. There's ways that you can all invest in in self-development in a fun and and group environment. Yeah the binge watching on Netflix, yeah you you, you can set that aside a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> to learn
0: a few things that'll make your your world better. um yeah, that's actually something that I wanted to discuss with you about, because I feel like it is a very common, um, challenge that people find themselves facing when considering volunteer work, just things like I don't have the time and some of it might be true. Um, but we're going to put a pin in that because, um, I wanted to also ask you more importantly, um, how would you define volunteering? volunteering is
1: helping other people and that with without expectation of a monetary reward really I'm not I you notice I, I say monetary reward Any anytime you volunteer you will get something out of it every single time uh, it may not come in the term in the form of, of money but growth, uh, learning relationships, dozens of different things. And you, it's okay to go into a volunteering uh, position with the expectation that you're going to learn a new skill or you you want to build relationships. You can have those kind of expectations. You just don't expect to get money out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but volunteering, it's all about helping uh, people or the planet or or society in
0: general. It's just giving your time yeah that's really true and um what is the importance of volunteering is there another activity that can reap you the benefits that volunteering does not that i know of
1: honestly really uh i've been volunteering since i was 11 years old I went to visit my grandmother in her care home, and the person who was supposed to call Bingo didn't show up that day. Mm -hmm. And everybody was upset because nobody wanted to call it themselves because then they couldn't play. So I said, well, all you have to do is pull these balls out of the basket and read about that's all I have to do. And so I called Bingo for, for an afternoon, and they were so incredibly grateful and they showered me with hugs and kisses and cookies and candy oh. and all this sort of thing and i thought wow this <laughs> volunteering thing this is a really good <laughs> deal yeah and then i just i just kept doing it and it and i got to the point where i felt so good about myself i felt proud of myself for for what i was doing to help and I could look and see that I was making a difference in the world. I mean, n- not just in in the care home, but I've I've been volunteering ever since, uh, in in many many different areas. And when I when you see the change that you can make, there, there's no feeling like it. Mm-hmm. And in top of that, I've made connections that have gotten me promotions at work and and better jobs. I've got skill sets that. I would never, never have had the, I I could never have imagined receiving. There there are
0: just so many things. That's amazing. And can I just say that I don't think I've ever met someone else as passionate as you are about volunteering. And it's really nice to see Um, you bring this emotion into it that is so infectious. And I, I, I can feel every word that you say, um, yeah, but going back to the interview, <laughs> um, so again, I think we addressed this in, at the start of the episodes, I want to, I just want to bring the discussion back to the challenges that people might face when wanting to volunteer and one of the top reasons for not volunteering is just a lack of time. So let's discuss that. Um, what advice do you have for people who feel like they just don't have time on their hands? What are some things that people can do to set that time aside? Is there, is there something they can do to reframe that mindset of like, um, putting aside binge watching Netflix and things like that. There, there's a couple of things, uh,
1: and one of it actually is is more advice for the organizations who are looking for volunteers. There is a trend in in volunteering right now toward uh, uh, people who want to volunteer toward not committing for for years and years and years. Oh, previously somebody would start volunteering and then they'd volunteer for the next 20 years and doing the same role all the time and that just doesn't happen anymore or very very rarely just as the same as when my parents were young they got out of high school they got a job and they stayed with that same company until they retired Mm -hmm. nobody does that anymore Mm -hmm. our world is far more mobile and so I, I recommend to organizations if any of people like that are listening is find ways to engage people in short-term projects. Don't expect people to want to commit for years and years and years. So take that back to the volunteers themselves. (laughs) It is okay to go to an organization or, or some sort of format that, that is important to you. And that's, that's huge. Make sure you, you, you donate your time to a cause that you're already passionate about. Mm-hmm. And and if you're passionate about it already, you'll find the time. It's easier that way. Mm-hmm. But even if you just don't have the time, if you do shift work or you're all in and out and you can't commit, just go to the organization and say, listen, I've got two hours this week. Is there anything you can have me do? I can't. I can't guarantee I'll come back. I can't do any. But I, I've got two hours this week. Can you? Can you fit me in anywhere? Just and as, just good, like that. Just like that. And good organizations will find something. It may not be elaborate or or sexy in any way. It might be. Listen, we've got this mountain of paper that needs to be shredded. Can you do <laughs> it? That's right. It'll save our our admin time because then she can do she or he could do other work that that otherwise would get left right Mm -hmm. little things they may have oh yeah that's perfect we're we're cleaning up a a a stream or a beach maybe you can come out that day and help for for two hours
0: yeah and maybe the friends that you are so busy hanging out with you could rope in to do some of these because it's also you get to bond with your friends and I know how it feels because personally I've had this I I relate to the battle of like oh I want to do volunteer work but um there's no one to hold me accountable no no one in my life does it um and so when that is out of my life and just out of my periphery i just completely forget about it um so getting people that are actually who are actually in your life to come with you and volunteer could be a great way of kind of i don't want to say holding you yourself accountable because it sounds too serious for something like that like it really isn't that grave or dire or anything but it's just a nice thing to do um so You did mention, yeah, (laughs) you did mention that, you know, one of the things that people could do is to find something they are passionate in, Um, and animal shelters, hospitals, and soup kitchens are some of the common volunteering activities. I'm curious if there are any lesser known volunteering opportunities that you've come across that people might be interested in, and maybe don't know about?
1: Uh, I'm on the board of directors for a therapeutic riding association. We need people to lead horses around where children with disabilities um, may need help staying in the saddle or or just having someone lead them around because they can't control the horse themselves. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one that comes to mind easily for me because I'm involved in that. Uh, there are... There's advocacy, lots and lots of organizations, especially those who are dealing with people with disabilities or with, um, uh, mental health challenges or any advocacy is huge. And it's a really helpful one because it makes a big difference on a broad scale. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, most of that you can do from your home, it can be done remotely. Mm -hmm. volunteering doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to a place and do things you could if you're if you love posting on social media hook up with an organization that that needs someone to to post on their on their social media platforms if once or twice a week right it's some of these things are really really simple and you don't even have to go to an organization if you want to volunteer just look around. I mean, I'm, I'm in Canada. I'm in British Columbia. We get snow. And my son, my 19-year-old son, he. we have a neighbor who's a senior. He just goes out and shovels his driveway for him. Right? Yeah. That's volunteering too. You don't have to belong. go to an organization. Just yeah. find find someone who needs help and help them.
0: That's that, actually, that actually reminds me of um, this volunteering thing that my friend does I didn't really register it as volunteering before because she's never used the words volunteering but now I'm thinking of it and I think it's volunteering and I know the suspense is killing people I'm sure because I'm going on about this thing that I mentioned sounds like volunteering but wasn't just wasn't described as volunteering but essentially, so there's this mental health organization here in Australia called Beyond Blue, and they do these events called um, Blue Table. And so you can, anyone, I think anyone can sign up to be a volunteer or something like that. And um, you get um, like this set of cards and place, place, cards and i'm not describing this very well but you get a set of like of of mental health cards and mental health documents essentially um and the volunteer hosts a blue table at their home they invite people that they know their friend their family their friends and they get them to bring um a comfort food of theirs, and they sit down and talk about mental health and talk about depression, anxiety, and that kind of spreads the awareness in a very small way, but very impactful because I feel like smaller things like that, um, especially if you are talking to people that you already know, to be a bit more impactful and just more memorable than, let's say, if you were to go to like a big convention about depression and anxiety. It's a bit, it's a, it's a bit closer to your heart, and then um, people can scan a QR code and donate to Beyond Blue to help support the cause, and that's a really nice way of. It's it's kind of volunteering in a, in a way because you are helping raise money for a charity organization, um, without really doing anything that's out of your ordinary activity, you know, you'd be hosting a dinner or a lunch at your place on the weekends anyway, um, if you do that. So it's, it's a, it's, it's an easy way to integrate some of that into your life. You know, baby steps a little bit if you aren't comfortable with going out there and cleaning up trash on the beach. Maybe that's not something that you typically do and you don't want to force yourself to do something that you wouldn't normally do. That's something that you can consider. Yeah.
1: That, that absolutely is voluntary. Um, you reminded me, too, of, a, of another thing that I've seen done is we started talking about cards um an organization i know here in canada they have these cards they're a disability organization and and they say on each card is a bit of a challenge like um blindfold yourself go into your bathroom and brush your teeth without seeing anything how do you know you've got the right toothbrush this is just to bring awareness of of what someone who has a disability is is going through and then post about it on social media. How did it go? So they've made absolute huge strides in in getting this. Some of these have gone viral. Um, people talking about, yeah, how I tied my shoes with, with only one hand. Little things, right? (laughs) Um, and it, it just makes such a big difference and that's volunteering too yeah right? you teach yourself I and mean, you talk about personal growth, you teach yourself and you share your learning with other people and you you advocate for for a cause yeah
0: hundred percent yeah so I think like probably part of it um is also like reframing what volunteering is because when people hear the word. Volunteer, volunteering, they tend to think about going to a physical building and, like, I don't know, handing out food in, um, in a little canteen or something. Um, but that's not all that volunteering is. It doesn't stop there. Um, and there are small little things that you can do if you don't have the time to go. Um and hand out food to the needy. There are other things that you can do for your community and there are other things that you might be more passionate about that you might actually do on a weekly or regular basis. Um, So to end things off, what final piece of advice would you like to give to those people who'd like to start engaging in volunteering, but aren't sure where to start? And I go back to the find what you're passionate about.
1: I mean, if you are huge into the environment, find a a low area near you or arrange a a group thing on your own. Like I said, you don't, volunteering does not require you to belong to an organization. If you see trash around your neighborhood and environment is important to you, get a bunch of friends together and go pick trash. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. But find what what's what's something that really speaks to you, because if you do that, then then you'll want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you won't be making excuses. Oh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. If you're into kids, if you're into animals, if you're into helping seniors, if you're into to sports, just there's, there's a thousand different ways you can volunteer. There's a thousand different areas you can volunteer in. Find what you're passionate about.
0: Yeah. And I'm just thinking if you do find something that you're passionate about and you go and volunteer, the relationships that you built there are also more meaningful because they share the same passions as you and they could end up being some of your lifelong friends or friends outside of just volunteering. Um, So it could offer you more than just feeling good about giving back to your community. Um, So now moving on to the practice slash habits um, section. What is a habit that you practice in order to support your personal growth when you're volunteering? Is there something that you ask yourself on a daily basis? Do you debrief with yourself and you know, go over what reflects on what you've done. Probably the thing that I do
1: pretty well every time I go to a volunteering um event or or volunteer in some way is I walk in there with, with the mindset today I'm going to learn something. Right? Whether it's how to hold a, a snow shovel properly or <laughs> you, or anything um or i'm going to talk to one of my volu- one of the volunteers i'm working with and and learn something new about them so i, I always go in thinking what am i going to learn today right um because i'm because that's me i mean i i love to learn i love learning new things and and having insights into things that it's it's massive to me it's not for everybody but that's that's the one thing i do is is what am i going to learn today it doesn't have to be big it can be some small little thing but just something i'm going to learn something today
0: and i'm going to be happy doing what i'm doing yeah (laughs) and does that does that kind of set your mind up for like that? eagerness and the enthusiasm to go and volunteer too, because it does sound like that would have that effect on me. And it's something that I don't actually, or I've never really thought of doing. Um, I tend to do the opposite thing, which is like, I'll go home and I'll reflect. um, What if I learned today? Um, It might've been a bad day, but I, I have learned something out of this. It's like next time do this instead or what's not. Um, So I, yeah. Essentially I do the opposite thing. But it sounds like that does set your mind up a little bit. Um for It does and
1: it yeah. And you and you start looking for the learning opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I find if I if I think about it later, yeah, I can find things, but if I go there looking for something to learn, I'll always find
0: it. Yeah. Right? And this... I also just imagine putting myself in your position. I'm just imagining it's also going to give me a lot more patience when I look at things. Like if they go wrong, I've already set my mind up for this um, learning experience. So I'll remember that when something goes wrong or something you would, that would usually irritate me. If that happens, then I'll remember and my mind's prepped. So I'm. that's what I'm imagining that experience to be. Um, Are there any challenges in doing this practice? Are there days where you just go like, I don't want to learn anything? (laughs) You know, (laughs) If if I'm not feeling well or if I've
1: had a rough day before I go there, it can be hard to do. Sometimes, depending on what your volunteer role is or what you're doing that particular day, sometimes it can be really hard. Um, there are some really, really challenging volunteer worlds out there. Um, working on a, a, a child abuse hotline, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I can learn things. I don't know that I want to, right? <laughs> there are things I just don't want to know more about. Um, I just know that I'm making, that's when I fall back on, I, I know I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Even, even if it's only for a short time or whatever, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is important to the world. So, and especially to this one person.
0: And would you recommend this practice to everyone?
1: If you are into learning, it's, it's a wonderful practice. If you're not, if you are into, I just want to go and make a difference. Focus on that, Mm. but set yourself up before you go in that you are going to get what you're what you're there for. Right? If you go in with the expectation that I'm going to learn, I'm going to build new relationships, I'm going to um, make a difference in the world, if you go in with that um, expectation, it'll happen. So that would be a, my particular way, maybe not, but I, I recommend people set themselves up before they go in each time that today I'm going to meet someone new or I'm going to learn something new or whatever your passion is I'm huge on passion find what's passionate (laughs) what you're passionate about and work a
0: little like realistic pep talk before you go out there and start your day sometimes pep talks might not work because of the language you're using but you know If you tell yourself like, oh, this is happening today, this is happening today, instead of like, oh, it's going to be a great day. You can do this and that's it. I think that makes a world of difference because it's like you are in fact going to do these things that you plan to do today. Um, So you're not really setting yourself up for failure. In fact, you're just prepping yourself a bit for what you're going, the kind of difference that you're going to make. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much for answering my questions. Now we'll move on to questions from the audience. Um, we don't have many today, if I'm being honest, but someone wants to know, how can people strike a balance between volunteering and self-care to ensure that they don't get any burnout or suffer from an overcommitment. That That's huge. And I've seen, seen that
1: happen where, somebody goes into an organization, especially organizations that are dealing with traumatic um, events or, or people who are experiencing trauma, you have to be able to put a barrier. It sounds, it sounds awful. You, you, don't, you want to be fully there for everyone, but you do need to protect yourself and try not to take on the pain that they have. Be there for them, but don't do it for them, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and know, be aware, learn about what burnout and compassion fatigue look like in the early stages and monitor yourself for it. If you find you're coming home from a shift and you, you're not sleeping because you keep thinking about this story you heard, that tells you it's time to take a break. You don't have to stop volunteering for the organization altogether. You can say, "Listen, I'm I'm reaching my limit for this. Can I just work in the office for for a couple shifts and then when I'm better I can go back?" Then <laughs> most organizations are really well welcoming to that. They want you to to protect yourself because <laughs> they don't want you to burn out. They don't want you to to altogether quit and leave, yeah. which is what happens if you push yourself right to the limit. Yeah. So just stay aware of, yeah. of how you're reacting to
0: what what's going on. That's and just really know good advice. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good advice. Have you ever suffered from burnout or overcommitment?
1: Overcommitment, not so much burnout. Mm-hmm. Um I've had the, this is something I advise my clients who are not for-profit organizations. I I advise them, um, don't get desperate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once once you find a good volunteer, make sure you don't overwhelm them because vo- organizations have the tendency to find a superstar volunteer mm-hmm. and then they give them more and more and more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And um, for the longest time, I had a hard time saying no. So when they said, oh, you're doing this and you're doing such a fantastic job, can you do this too? I would say yeah, because they, they needed it. Yeah. They, I mean,
0: they really needed it and I didn't want to say no. It's hard saying no when you're passionate about it and you genuinely want to do it. But you need to know what your capacity is. Um, so do you have any advice for how to prevent that?
1: learn to say no. And that's that's a lot easier said than done. But but be aware that it's better to do fifty percent for a long period of time than a hundred percent for a short period of time. Yeah. You, you make a bigger difference over the long run by putting these boundaries in place and saying, no, I can't do that as well work. Yes, I can do that, but somebody else has to do this other piece then. <laughs> right. Um, you you last longer, you feel better and the organization itself benefits because you're more likely to stay around longer.
0: And it's also a learning experience for um, being a serif and um, being a in a kind way to, you know, not just being like, no, I don't want to do this stuff. But in a in a, in a way of like, well, I'd really love to do it. However, I can't handle that at the moment. If someone does this that I was meant to do, I can definitely help with this. So on and so forth. Just like learning a bit of that kind of language, um, it can be a learning opportunity as well. Um, our next our next question is. Are there any smaller acts of kindness or micro-volunteering opportunities that can produce the same effect as volunteering? And I think we spoke about this earlier on, but we didn't manage to go into much detail. So, um, yeah. Just look around your
1: neighborhood. Um, Is there someone with mobility issues who needs the leads raked in their yard? Or is there someone you've got extra fruit and vegetables can you donate them um can you is there see somebody by the side of the road pull over do you need help i mean that's volunteering people don't think of it as volunteering they just think of it as helping
0: but helping is volunteering that is so true i actually um got like i received volunteer work from someone this morning, which is a weird thing to say because I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of it that way otherwise. But essentially, as you know, um, there was a lot of rain in Melbourne this morning and I was waiting at a tram stop which didn't have a shelter or a roof. And I forgot to bring my umbrella out and I was just standing there in the rain waiting for the tram, um, completely not expecting anyone what to, to bother whatsoever because it's like nine ish in the morning uh, and everyone just wants to. Protect themselves, you know, it's like whatever. And without saying anything, this stranger comes up to me and just puts their umbrella over my head without even saying a word and I only realized when I was like hey has the rain stopped and I looked around and and there this person was just like smiling at me and I was like oh how nice and that made my day that genuinely made my day and it was only for like 30 seconds to a minute maybe but makes all the difference in someone's day so you could do that
1: Yeah. And and you uh, I can I can guarantee, because I've been in a similar situation, that person felt just as good about it as you did. Because they made your day. Mm-hmm. And when you make somebody else's day, it makes your own day. Right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's it's brilliant. And yes, that is volunteering.
0: Volunteer just, work. <laughs> yeah. Um Now we'll move on to the Open mic section. This is your chance to talk about anything that you're passionate about, and it doesn't have to be related to the topic. But if you wanted to go on about volunteering and say something that we haven't covered yet, by all means do it. Um, So yeah, the floor is yours, take it away. well as you can tell I I am rather passionate about volunteering
1: (laughs) and everything involved with volunteering um
0: I had an (laughs) info
1: um yeah that and and reading those are those are the two big passions in my life I mean I'm I'm married I have uh, a 19 year old son I have a three-year-old dog who's more hassle than he's worth sometimes, (laughs) other funds, he's incredible. Uh, But, and then I'm, so I'm passionate about my family too, but, but there's very little that will get me talking like volunteering. It is just something that has made such a difference in my life in, in so many different ways, in more ways than you can possibly imagine. Like I said, career wise, relationship wise. Um, knowledge wise, experiences wise it, it's just it's just something that if, if you haven't done it, if you haven't experienced it, then you should just try even even just a, a little bit, even if it's just holding an umbrella over somebody um, and just get a taste of what that that satisfaction in your in you feels like. And know that the more you do it, the bigger that satisfaction is. It's just incredible.
0: I think also the way that you have framed volunteering is very different from the way we were not really forced, but how it was mandatory when we were in primary school or high school. Um, It's very different from that because that was like part of our curriculum. And I feel like depending on what teacher you have, Um, you know, they don't necessarily prep you for these things. You just kind of are told that this is something good to do and then you just do it. But as an adult, and you can think for yourself now, um, there are ways to make that experience more fulfilling and it's going to be very different than the one that you had as a child. Um, Because also, they had to cater to a class of people and not just one person. So... Right, and and let's face it, if you are told to do it, it's not volunteering. Yeah, that's not volunteering. Right. It's not you not get told,
1: but it's it's, yeah. it's it's not volunteering to do your math homework either. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not volunteering if if you have to do it. As far as I'm concerned, anyway, that's my opinion. Yeah. Is there an
0: uh, is there a volunteering experience in particular that has really struck a chord with you? or something that is a favorite of yours is just so memorable and that you'll always hold close to your hearts. I really want to know and I want to hear um, what's that one experience that you had that's really. Well, probably, um, I can't remember if I mentioned
1: this earlier, but um, how I got into volunteering in the first place.
0: Yes, I remember that one. That
1: experience probably stands out the most, mostly because it was the first one, and it it really showed me what what volunteering can do for a person, like for the volunteer. Other than that, oh, I've had so many experiences. Um, Probably my happiest experience was actually when I was leading volunteers and giving them opportunities. Mm -hmm. I remember I was organizing a big event and we were bringing in speakers from out of town and one of the speakers was kind of a hero of one of the volunteers who was working for me and so rather than me go to the airport and pick this guy up I sent Joe and he had an hour and a half of one-on-one time with his with his hero right Hi. and he still talks about this as much years ago so it's it's things like that 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 really make um make it special. Working as a volunteer, helping volunteers, it's there is no better job than mine. Because I, I help people help other people, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's,
0: it's incredible. That's really heartwarming. Um, Thank you so much, Karen, for telling me all about the wonders of volunteering and what volunteering can do for you. This conversation has been so much more fulfilling and engaging than I thought it ever could. Not that I thought it was going to be mundane or anything, but more of just like it really exceeded my expectations as to what I was going to learn from it. Um, so thank you so much for bringing your infectious enthusiasm for volunteering to our podcast. If our listeners want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go?
1: Um, uh, My
0: Website has a ton of blogs. I
1: focus most most of my writing on organizations because th- those are the the people that I serve are volunteer coordinators or, or leaders of volunteers. But there is information in there about volunteering in general. Um, I'm in Canada. I'm in British Columbia, Canada, about three hours from Vancouver. My
0: website is karenknight.ca. Karen Knights Very- We'll link it in the show notes so you can't miss it. Uh, Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this, from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Marie Stella. Thanks for tuning in.